Welcome to the podcast. My, oh, Jesus, what's the intro? Welcome, it's been too long. Welcome to Time Play 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Louie. And my name is Lockie, and this week I played, well, it was actually about a month ago. About a month ago, uh, I played Dirt Rally 2.0. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, let's do it, bud. <laughs> you know when you just don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Do you ever play a Blizzard game? Do you know what a Murloc is, Louis? Um, I've played a couple Blizzard games. I know. Yeah. I can take a good I've, guess I've made, I've made you play a few. Bring up Lucky. Welcome. Hi, how are you Wait, doing, Lee? Uh, oh, you know, Look, you know. We're here, man. The people said it would never happen again. We pulled through. They, all those naysayers. Can you imagine if we had naysayers? I would crumble instantly. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't know about you, but <laughs> I, got... would, I would not handle it well, I'm sure. Yeah, I am. I, 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 um... Gosh, how big do you have to be before you get naysayers? Well, I, I mean, the number is... I feel like we've had, you know, we've had a bad review there. That's true. We got one bad review. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just inevitable from the get go. Also, it depends how good you are. Obviously, if you're very good and very big, you're also going to have lots of people. But anyway, it's very good to be back here after our long hiatus uh, due to internet troubles. Oh, it's um, it's been an adventure. Yeah, you um, you moved house. I did, and um, uh, yeah, I did that. And uh, I'm I probably shouldn't tell my really boring internet story, should I? I the people have uh, I'm sure a couple of people out there have wondered what the story is. I think if you can wrap it up in four seconds, five second story, I think best of both worlds um i ordered internet to be ready when i moved it wasn't ready it's still not ready <laughs> here we are like a month later <laughs> still no internet but you've got yourself one of those clever little internet dongles yep i got a dongle and it, it's it's um it gives me just enough internet to survive i would say all the free juice well we've been playing games on it amazingly because with every you know downhill there's an uphill uh the uphill being trouble with the internet however the downhill being you have a new pc yeah so though the downhill uphill metaphor doesn't quite work because they're not related at all but yes um i've made myself a pc out of bits and bobs that i scoured across the website for and it's here in front of me i'm looking I'm looking at Steam. Steam works just about as well as it did on the Mac, which is... Actually, you know what? I would say it probably works <laughs> worse. Um, so far, we've had a few problems. Um, I've played, what, four games? <laughs> um, for, like, some, some of, like barely, barely any time at all. Um, 
two of the games I wanted to play. So there have been two games I want. Well, no, there's been there's plenty of games I would like to play that I haven't been able to play because I didn't have a PC. Um, one of the many was uh, uh, the original Deus Ex, um, okay. which I just had sitting in my Steam library. Another one was the original Max Payne, which I just had sitting in my Steam library. And then a game that came out last year that I've really wanted to play um, is called Disco Elysium. Okay. Um, and uh, Deus Ex um, took me a while to get running properly. Everything was flickering for ages. Um, had to change the renderer or something. Uh, Max Payne straight up doesn't run on my graphics card. Looked it up. That is like, nah, just doesn't work. <laughs> Why? And um, I don't know. Just doesn't. Just not supported. Um, and uh, Disco Elysium crashes whenever I talk to uh, certain NPCs. So <laughs> yikes! PC gaming, you know. It has its um yikes. It's it's foibles. So far, it does for you. <laughs> anyway, this yeah. is this is very good news for the podcast uh-huh. uh, because it it re- does, and this is kind of cheese, but it does open up quite a few options. And I think also because you've always been playing through a uh, remote PC mm-hmm. whenever you've been playing PC games for the podcast, I feel like it's always maybe just taints it a tiny, tiny bit. Uh, yeah, because it's it's not the full experience, the and and you're playing through a Mac. Were you playing through a monitor or a, just through the Mac screen? <clears throat> Most of the time, I just play on my Mac. Yeah, come on. That's... I mean, I, I mean, I will say, my my dear Lockie, my my uh, MacBook Pro has a higher resolution screen than my monitor, so actually, the games kind of looked better. <laughs> I know, but it's insy weensy, um, teeny weeny. It's noticeable. Um, but no it's it's good it's good that like i think i think especially for games that have any kind of like twitch based like if you were to recommend like an overwatch or a game like that like i wouldn't be comfortable playing it on uh the cloud thing because it's not quite the same it's not bad like i there were times where like the service was like in and out um but there were times where like i was pretty sure it was working about as good as it could and then there are times where it just straight up didn't work so like it was yeah it was varied it, it's but, not um, the same though is it you want that if you're thinking about it at all it's not as good as it should be that's no nah, i think and i think just straight, i think you're right in that like play, just playing off a laptop doesn't feel very good doesn't feel um, good think um, about it but yeah if we were to rerun all the games i've suggested i think you'd have a much better time yeah, so, so for anyone, so basically just throw out every episode that um, Lockie has made me play a game. Just ignore those. Yeah, I'll read now. You know, I'll, now, you know I'm not afraid of suggesting them again. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to go through the backlog, <laughs> do every other one. Season season two is just all of the PC <laughs> games. Subnautica's uh, um, so, so up first, then Hearthstone. Uh, her story, <laughs> technically, that was one well, of Well, that first was mine, ones. though. We're not going to go do mine because right. you've played so mine on a PC. That would be stupid. That would be a waste of time. Uh, anyway, unbelievably, we're opening up uh, back up into the podcast after the long break with a stellar of a game uh, that everyone wants to hear about and everyone's talking about. It's um, Dirt Drift Rally 2.0 for the PlayStation. Where, where are you getting Drift from? 
<laughs> you that... just asked me what this was called. <laughs> and I wrote down here Dirt Drift Rally 2.0. Jeez. I must Christ. have misheard. What did, what, what's it called then? So you, you come at me with like, what's the game called then? Drive? <laughs> yeah. Drive? And I was like, no, it's not called Drive. It's called Dirt Rally oh, 2.0. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. And then you wrote down Dirt Drift Rally. <laughs> I wrote down Drive Drift Rally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Jesus. Uh, dirt. Is it just Dirt Rally 2.0? Yep, it's just Dirt Rally 2.0. <laughs> with a uh, game yep. called Dirt Rally 2.0. Welcome back, everybody, to Time Played 3HL. Yeah. Um, so, so, Dirt Rally 2.0. Uh, why do you suggest me this? Um, uh, it's a big question, Lockie. Um, I've never recommended, I don't think, a driving game on this podcast. Uh, have I? I don't think I have. Um, not that I can think of. And, um, as I have mentioned before, I used to play a lot of driving games as a kid. Um... So they have a soft spot, but as I got older, I sort of grew out of them, I think, because I started to find them repetitive and, and kind of... They, I don't feel like driving games really grew in the way that a lot of other genres have um, over the past 15 years. Um, and I don't think Dirt Rally is, like, some crazy um, example of the future of driving games, but I think it fixes or at least probably just completely avoids... The problems I have with like most modern and I guess old sort of simulation racing games. Okay. Um, which I will of course, Lucky, I'll of course go into in further detail. Yep. Okay. But before we do that, Lucky, mm-hmm. what 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 is Dirt Rally 2.0 Drift Drive? Um so <laughs> Dirt Rally 2.0 is a Dirt Rally Simulator, for the most part, uh, with other rallying, driving in a circle, or driving on tracks, races as well. Uh, But I think the majority of this game is on, like, traditional dirt rally races where you're driving down a narrow track in the countryside and you have a person in the passenger seat next to you reading out instructions, telling you what's coming up ahead, and you're against the clock trying to get through that set course as fast as possible. Which is Nailed something it. I am totally, totally unfamiliar with. As a concept, that was the first time you experienced that? Not as a concept. I've seen it on telly, but I have zero interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, I mean, I'd say my closest thing that I like that's kind of like that is those uh, YouTube videos of people on mountain bikes on very narrow courses. And they have their, you know, head cam on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're against <laughs> okay. the clock. And that, that's kind of the vibe yeah. I get from it. Even though I, I don't like mountain bikes either. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want people thinking I like mountain bikes because I don't. What are you talking about? You're, you're huge into them. Um, so, yeah, it, it's that. You're driving down a track and there's someone telling you what's coming up in the track ahead of you and sort of how you should handle it, which is... a weird experience in a driving game because mm-hmm. for me driving games have always sucked because I've had no idea what I'm doing um, 
I, you know, I go too fast around corners. I don't know how to take corners. I mess up, you know, etc. Whereas Mm -hmm. in this game, you have some Welsh bloke sitting next to you reading, telling you exactly what to do before you have to do it. So in a weird way, it was, you know, it it was felt like cheating, but it wasn't cheating because that's the rules of this race. Uh, and it became less of a what am I doing game and more of a almost like a puzzle game in a lot of ways. Hmm. You know, where you receive instructions, you have to break them down in your head because they're given in sort of shorthand code where it'll be like... Uh, Driving five right long, 100, then two left, then three left into four right long. Um, and Small jump. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're, taking, you're taking these instructions on. And, and you can obviously... So I played this game in first person as well, which was something yeah. that I don't normally do in driving games. Yeah. When I play driving games, unless we're fucking around in GTA... Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this game, I felt I thought that a uh, first person felt good, and it felt mm. like a, it felt very it felt like the correct way to play it when there was someone sitting in the passenger seat next to you reading mm. the instructions because you could see them mm-hmm. in your yeah. peripheral. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So you would you would slam it down this road, but then you, these instructions were coming, and you'd take what you could see, which was sometimes very limited. And you'd have to take those instructions and interpret them in the short time before that part of the course hit you. So he'd tell mm-hmm. you something like five long, right? Uh, yeah, five right long. Uh, yep. The number being the intensity of the curve of the turn that you're approaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, obviously, being the direction. And then they'd say like long if it was a very long curve. Right, yeah. if it just goes on and on, um, and, then and then usually he might throw in like a like little, little extra like "don't cut," which is an important thing to listen to. Yes, uh, <laughs> and that'll be something you know, like there is a ditch on the inside of the curve, so if you even attempt to cut, you'll fall into the ditch. I love I love the "don't cuts." There's something so satisfying about hearing him say "don't cut." your brain acknowledging that you shouldn't cut this corner and then driving past the bit that you definitely would have crashed into if you cut. Mm. Something like, so like, oh, yeah, there's that rock I definitely shouldn't have driven into <laughs> as you go past it. Feels good. Yeah, it would be like 100 with a gate very narrow. And you're like, yeah. okay. And then uh, you you see it in the distance, you'll have sure like enough. a long stretch. But it's amazing how quick these uh, spaces will suddenly become nothing. So you'll say mm-hmm. 100, which I think means 100 meters, yards, yeah. feet. Yeah, I don't know. meters. Um, and it, it, you know, it gives your brain three seconds to switch off. Mm-hmm. It's, it's three seconds. That's all it is. Uh, and then before you know it, bam, you're, you're on your way. Uh, but yeah, so they'd say this stuff, and it'd be like uh, five right, long, two left. Um, don't cut. Uh, and I'm thinking, okay, five right long, crap, yeah, okay, so here's the five right. And then the two the two left, which is a very tight two, uh, you know, I'd be like, five right long, and I'd be like, okay, and then two left. I'd be oh, two left, two left. Uh, stop. 
Um, and and it was kind of I kind of had a fun experience. It I kind of actually uh, sunk into it a bit and enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I ever would. Yeah, ever would. Yeah, it, it adds it adds a level of engagement that I think driving games can often lack. Mm. Um, it like turns on another bit of your brain that maybe isn't always engaged when you play driving games. It's definitely some of the most like focused driving I've had to do in a game. Like I, I if you're not paying attention, you're you're gonna because like these corners just come up fast as you're saying, and sometimes it'll be like yeah, it'll be like a it'll be like a one severity right turn, um, and you're you've been going like eighty miles per hour down this relatively straight bit of dirt road, and suddenly you're just turning hard right. And if you like, yeah, if you turned off in the last like three seconds, you're you're gonna go straight off, um, and you're gonna like roll the car, and you're gonna get a time penalty and all this stuff. Um, and it's made and like this stuff is even more of a threat because like the way these games are set up is is what I assume is quite realistic in terms of um, staging. So like uh, that you sort of have this huge tournament that's then split into six or so smaller tournaments that take place in different areas. And then in each of those areas, uh, I think it's four rally trials in each. It's um, exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. They're huge. And they all count to one large pool. Like, I, I clicked on one at the start. Okay, I was, okay, I guess I guess this is what I'm doing. I guess this is the race I have chosen. And yeah. then for the next three hours, I didn't have another <laughs> choice in my selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, it just puts you on the rails. Um, yeah, they, they, they all count to this, like, huge pool, the score number and that you'll get at the end, um, whether or not you win the entire thing. And you get, like, money in between. Like, you finish, like, an area's four rallies. If you, you'll get some money for winning or wherever you come, you'll get some money. Um, and you can quit out and do other stuff. But, like, I think having that level of... Uh, responsibility really adds to the tension of like if I roll my car here I'm going to take a lot of damage and it's going to ruin me for the next bit I think in a way these races they're less races and more just sort of like trying to survive Um, you're trying to like go as fast as you can get to the end without destroying the car um, by pushing too hard you know it's about like Mm. how much can I push this? How responsible do I need to be? All of the races end in, um, they start around midday and then they end uh, sometime in the night. So like sometimes it's like 2 a.m. And you have one opportunity to fix the car um, in the middle of the two races. And they you can get more complex than that. There's like a, depending on how long it takes to fix the car, like you get 30 minutes of time to fix the car. But if you go over that, you start adding time to your total score, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um it's uh it's it's an interesting format actually isn't it yeah i feel like if you're into it you could get really into it you could get definitely really you could really sink in definitely um but i don't i don't know about you but like my experience was just can i get through the nighttime races without wrecking my headlights <laughs> yeah well i mean that was i i would restart races if i fucked up too bad Sure. So, so um, you get you get like five restarts for the entire tournament, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. That rings a bell, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, mean, I think 
I don't think I actually went too, too fast for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was definitely more cautious because otherwise I would have just, like I said, uh, like you said, uh, driven off the road, smashed up way too easily. Um, and these these races are exhausting because, for example, one of the races of one of the tracks, of one of the areas, of one of the hundred races was a 13-minute mm-hmm. race. You know, yeah. that's that's a long amount of time um, to commit to for a single race and one where if you mess up once, you feel awful because you've guffed up the entire race um, and you've committed, you know, like 10 minutes. So yeah. it, And it's exhausting paying attention to these instructions for 13 minutes in a row. It's, uh, yeah, it's tough. And not only that, like, you're, if you compare it to, like, more traditional racing, it's 13 minutes, but it's all new track constantly. So it's not like <laughs> you it's not like you can learn the track after doing a lap or two and then do three other laps. You are constantly being thrusted with a new corner you haven't seen before. Um, so it's like you have to concentrate, and as soon as you stop concentrating, you're going to roll the car. <laughs> yeah. It's, Which is uh, great. I think it's great. It's, I, I, actually, I actually had a pretty good time. Good. Um, and and you, when you restart, you kind of do learn the tracks, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Um, what was I going to say? I was just about to say something very interesting. I bet, but it escapes me for the moment. I said, but well, would you mind if um, you indulge me and let me talk about driving games for a bit? Please take it away. So, this, this, these thoughts I'm about to share with you, Lucky, they always come yeah. up in my mind at this point when I play driving games. Okay. Um, I can't help but um, ruminate on this rubbish about simulation games. And I don't really know how to put it into words, but I will try my best for the podcast and for you, of course. Um, so, I think... So, as anyone will know that's listened to our top 50 episodes of blah, 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 blah games, whatever... Um, I like Gran Turismo. I grew up playing Gran Turismo. I played a lot of driving games. Gran Turismo, for anyone who doesn't know, is like the premier, at least traditionally, um, racing simulation game um, about nice-looking car models that r- drive realistically around boring tracks. Um, and I think Gran Turismo is also one of the biggest offenders of what I find so disappointing about racing games is that they're almost like too, too ideal to be games. Drive, driving in games feels almost too correct, and I, and I think it means that you can really see, you can really see the the stitching. Like you can really see how it's made, and I think basically it comes down to balancing. I think balancing in driving games. Are we are we talking about how the cars are made or how the game is uh, made? How the game plays. Like I think balancing. Like, like, yeah, like as in difficulty is, is where driving games really struggle most of the time. I think because often it's very obvious whether you're winning or losing. It's a very clear, like, well, the reason I'm winning is because the other cars are going slower than me. And that feels that it's hard for that to feel good because you know, in the back of your mind that it's been designed that way. Like this car is going this percent slower than me. There's all that other stuff like with rubber, rubber banding or blah, 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 blah. And Gran Turismo is, like, some of the worst with this stuff. Um, 
And it also gets all, sorry, this is a mess of thoughts. It also gets so jumbled into um, like realistic racing versus sort of arcade racing. So like the thing about traditional real racing is that you're not necessarily trying to win the race. You're trying to hold your position. So like um, there's a, there's what, there's, there's 16 cars on this track. I need to gain two places by the end of this 40 lap race and and then I can keep my points and hopefully my team, the people that sponsor the car and everyone else get paid, right? So like that's that's maybe what's going on in a traditional driver's mind. You're being realistic. In, in Gran Turismo, it's like, in real life, in, yeah, in, yeah. in, in Gran Turismo, it's like um, you're in 16th place you can only progress to the next race if you become if you come first or second, and and so it's a completely different interpretation of what racing is, and it never feels particularly good. And what also what that means is that all the cars have to be really easy to pass; they have to be slower than you, and you can do that by either making your car way faster or making the AI really bad. Um, okay. And it just doesn't feel very good. It stopped feeling good for me a long time ago, and it's why I stopped playing most of those games. There are like other modern racing games now that like do other things. Like I think. Um, Project Cars, which I never played, approaches like racing in, in a more like traditional realistic sense. So like it's about slowly building up a team and like getting to like sixth place in a tournament is like a good thing. And Dirt Rally does this too. It doesn't like encourage you to win. Um, it encourages you to get to the end of the race um, as best you can. Yeah. But I think Absolutely. basically the biggest thing that Dirt Rally solves is by removing the other cars um, and making it a time trial because then sure. it's about. I mean, I mean that that's also just an inevitability of the format of the actual race. Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you, what do you mean exactly? As in that was always going to be the case. It's not like it was a designed decision to resolve that no, sort no, of no, problem. Yeah. It was always going to be the case of any rally game because Absolutely. it's never a multi car race. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that like this is why they decided to do it. I'm saying that, like, he said, because of the, because because of the like, the format of rallying, I think it just lends itself a lot better to a video game. I think mm. not having other cars um, means that you can focus on like getting the best time, and I think that feels actually more satisfying than like passing sixteen dudes because they're driving slightly slower than you. Sure. Um, um, the other big thing I think that racing games s- struggle from is um, uh, sense of space, like tactile okay. space. Like in racing games, I don't care how good you are at racing games. Like you are probably crashing into other other cars. Like there's no way. I like I I'm okay at driving games. Oh, I still terrible. just still knocking into cars all the time. I still like oh, I'm going too fast for this corner. I'll just use this car up front. <laughs> to slow myself down a bit yeah like because it's fun isn't it it? it's much funner than taking it slowly it's funner but it's also like it's really really hard if you don't have any sense of self-preservation to not hit another car it's really hard not to do it of Um, course it's um, a video game yeah it's really really tough and like so if you hit cars if you play like a gran turismo game online i think we talked ever so briefly ages ago about um gt sport online you get like severely punished for like knocking into other players, which is seems, which is like, I think a really crappy way of trying to solve that problem. Um, it's a problem that needs to be solved, but like punishing people, I don't think is ever the right way to do it. Um, I don't mind it. I guess it forces you into the right, right behavior. I, but I think you'd have to be very deep 
uh, but you also have to be really it to enjoy you it. have to be like actually really good <laughs> to not yeah. hit. it's not like you can like casually enjoy well, that, not hitting up that's players. what i'm saying i think to make the most of it and to love that i think you'd have to be really good at the game and really serious about it which yeah, obviously exactly. alienates the majority of uh, people but i mean yeah. i don't think a game like that is being played by the majority of people anyway yeah i feel like the only people playing gran turismo online are the mega motorheads um, i mean i would love to play it but it doesn't it doesn't quite fit the way i play racing games so i but tell yeah. you i tell you what i loved about uh that what we're talking about in uh, dirt rally mm. is that because it was just me playing and because i knew myself to be bad at driving games uh it took all pressure off because I, w- I wasn't competing against anyone else. I was purely competing mm-hmm. against myself. Yeah. Um, and also because, you know, it gives you your time at every checkpoint uh, comparison in comparison to the race leader. Uh, you know, so it might be like minus 10 seconds, minus 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it was always, I was always ages behind. I, I just I just didn't care where I came, uh, which was yeah. really nice in a racing game. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a bit of Mario Kart recently, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, in comparison, yeah, Mario Kart you feel terrible <laughs> if you don't come first. It's like goddamn. Well, I tell you what, actually, we've been playing with difficult NPCs. Yeah, it spices it up quite a lot. It's really yeah. good. It's really good. Yeah, that's cool. Um, um, yeah, yeah I, that, I, that's, that's I, yeah. the game to me. That's that's kind of my messy thoughts on racing games. And I think Dirt Rally just, I don't think it solves any of those issues really. I think it kind of just like hard right avoids most of them. Um, you, yeah, what were you saying? Uh, what were you going to say? You cut out. I, I was, was going to say, uh, do you like rally driving? Do you like traditional racing? Would you ever watch any racing on telly? Do you know the scene? Do you keep up with the top drivers? Um, uh, as in, like, real life? Real life. I'm sorry, dude. Signal's got bad. Okay, no worries. Do you hear me? I was just saying, do you like racing IRL? Um, racing IRL? Um, no. <laughs> yeah okay fair enough um um i watched like some formula one when i was younger um and the, re- the re- main reason i like ever liked cars uh was because of my dad because he's he's always been big into just like classic cars so i've just always liked that stuff but not like racing although to be honest like definitely that has been recently i think in the last year i've considered like i've even looked up like how do you get into rally driving like i think that would be like a sick way to spend the weekend oh jeez, um, don't do that dude um but it, it's not like something you can just like give a go <laughs> you no, know you i hear like, that any rate like, it's like huge commitment and mega money isn't it that's if dragon's den has taught me anything uh it's that race car drivers require large cash yeah. investments yeah exactly yeah. exactly that's, um, um, that's that's the one. So yeah, telly, hey, hmm, telly, telly. Um, cool. Uh, 
I'm done. You got anything else to say about it? No, I don't think so. Cool. I think I'm all good. Uh, nice. Good to get back into it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, um, good. We have a game for you to play next week. And with your newly acquired PC, I figure what better game to play than a real juicy PC game? You know, that's the thing. <laughs> like, I was looking at the games and I couldn't decide. And I thought, it's got to be something to celebrate your new PC in <laughs> grimy gamer style is what I okay, want. I, like I, want like I, like... The, I want the depths of PC. Uh, which you is... want to push the boundaries? Not even. I just want it to be like a classic. I, want, I just want it to be a very PC-ish game uh, that we play. And I've got two for you to choose from. Yeah. Um, both have a barrier to entry, and you get to choose which one you want to play. And I'm going to tell you what makes these games difficult to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them requires you to do some front-load work to be able to play the game. And I'm sure you can guess what that is. Mm, well, no, I can't, actually. What do you mean, like... You have to do a certain thing before you can even play the game. You'll have to put in a little bit of effort to play the game before you can actually play the game. As in, like, installing it sort of thing? Or... Kind of. Along that line, but trickier. Okay. Uh, the second one uh, is it costs some money, which we could look I mean, into splitting. But I'm I'm more inclined to the spending money than doing any kind of actual work. It's it's minimal work, but it is something. How how much money are we talking? Uh, I think seventeen pound for one copy of the game. Yes, but I already own the game. Okay. So um, we could look at we could so- like split it or something. Tell me this. Yes. If I told you I was happy to do either, which would you rather? You might even own the game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe the first one for now. I think at the moment I'd probably rather play the first one. Yeah, let's do that then. Okay. Um, It is, if we can play it, Valorant. Oh. You just have to get yourself a beta key. (laughs) No, that's terrible. That's what you have to do. That's my three hours gone. Well, that's 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 not included in the three hours, because <laughs> that's that's passive. You can I tell you what you can use up the time that it takes to open up a Twitch stream, which is probably a minute every day. So you can how take how can, many how many hours of streaming Twitch did it take for you to get a beta key? Uh, like two or three days. How many hours? Oh, I just left it on overnight. Oh, lo- and, I can't do that. And all day, I can't do that. On your, uh, do on your like tablet, do on your an iPad or something. Uh, I can't, but I can't do it on my little dongle that gives me like twelve megabytes. Oh uh, yeah, of course. We'll run it in like megabits. Run it in like ten eighty p. Sorry, one hundred eighty p. Not ten eighty. Ten eighty p. One. What is it? One forty. It's one forty, uh, isn't it? I would say one one eighty. No. Yeah. This just 1. feels like such a risky game when we've got a week deadline. Uh, all right, do you want to hear the other one? Yeah, sorry to be a shithead. Um, and I, you might even have this or played it. We might have played it. I, I don't remember. Uh, Diablo 3. Uh, I don't own Diablo 3. Okay. Want to play Diablo 3? I haven't played it since, what, 10 years ago that game came out? Um, yeah, I guess something like that. 
but it's a gamery game. Yeah, I mean, ironically, I'd rather play it with a controller, but... <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, oh, that's a tough choice. Do I want to play Diablo or watch Valorant <laughs> streams? The thing is, you don't even have to watch them. If you run them in uh, 140... And just leave them on and hope. And this is still definitely how you get the beta key. They're still, it's still accepting more people. Yeah, they've opened up to all Valorant streams now can drop the key rather than just certain streams. Uh, but it doesn't matter okay. when you're not watching the stream. Um, and But maybe maybe okay. you for a few days you try. Let's do, the, let's do the Valorant thing. Okay. And then maybe if we don't get it after, mm-hmm. you, you know, Friday, mm-hmm. we can pivot and do a different game. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it. it. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, hope you've enjoyed today's episode. It's good to be back. Hopefully, we should be back on a regular schedule once more. Uh, uh, if you would like to um, get in touch, get in touch. We have all sorts. We have a uh, Instagram at timeplay3hr. Uh, we have a email mm-hmm. timeplayed mm-hmm. three eight, no timeplay3hr at gmail dot com. I believe. Um, this is all true. Yeah, uh, I want to say a thanks to John from uh, the podcast Gaming in the Wild, who I've been talking to recently. Uh, I encourage anyone who's looking for some more gaming content to go and listen to his podcast. It's like a uh, nice. Well-paced, well-thought-out uh, podcast about games from someone who, interestingly, missed out the entire generation of last games. Uh, just because he moved mm. to Iceland by the sounds of it and just didn't play them. And is now diving head back in, uh, which is interesting because you get to hear someone talk about all of these classics uh, from a totally new perspective. Um, which is always great. Yeah, dude, and dude, you had a Instagram post that was popping off today when you put up. Look, five new likes since the time you, since we started the podcast. That post is popping off. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's round this up. Yes. Hello? Louis. Thanks. Hey. Uh, Were you saying anything? Uh, I I can barely hear you. Okay. Uh, Thank you for listening. I haven't really been able to hear you for the whole outro. I've just kind of been saying yes every once in a while. (laughs) Oh, good. Um, Cheers, and see you later. Bye. Um. Uh. Thanks. Bye.